For 25 years, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May of 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. There's no place to escape to. This is the last podcast. On the left. <laughs> Side stories. That's when the cannibalism started. Side stories. Yes. Man, oh man, back in America. Yes, indeed, buddy. We're back at home. The roads are paved with cheese. Well, I mean, not really. Your your roads are paved with fire, and our roads are paved with potholes here in New York. Of course, you're in California. We beat the fires down. We beat the fires. You're stronger than fire here. Well, L.A. is just because you know why we're stronger than fire. Why? We have been tempered with radiation, (laughs) which I think is really, really important. As much. uh, We have so much Japanese radiation in our food. Yeah. Fukushima. It makes you stronger. They don't like to talk about it. They don't like talking about it. No. And also, California is doing a full frontal assault on vaping. Is that? I know, man. I've seen this. Vaping is uh, under attack on a regular basis now. No one likes it anymore. But I will say this: vaping is very good if you use it to quit smoking. If only if you only use it to create chunky clouds for your YouTube page. What do you think is going to happen? I don't know. If, I think chunky clouds maybe even be over. I think the, I think S sports are done. <laughs> is that what it was called? I don't know. I honestly don't know. But I. But in L.A., I will say, because I, I brought my vape with me over to Europe right. for, to get my weed hits, right? Of but course. Because I had garbage lung, whatever the fuck it is we had the entire time that we were trying to vacation while mm-hmm. we were throwing up mucus out of every one of our holes. Sure. Was that every time I'd hit the vape, I felt worse. Yeah, well, I don't think we were throwing up mus- mucus out of every one of our holes. We're not Pennywise the Clown. That sounds quite disgusting and something that even a Charmin bear couldn't clean up. But nonetheless, Man, why do they love wiping their ass so much? Because they're bears and they have dingleberries. I mean, I do too. But just wait, you got to clip the hairs around your asshole. But we uh, covered this. Honestly, I know you live the same life as Puffin. Hey, what's up, everyone? This is Side Stories. Uh, I am Ben, and I'm hanging out with Henry Zabrowski. We and fucking are. Yes, we are, and we are fresh off the European tour, feeling revived, rejuvenated, regrouped entirely. In no way are our brains still total mush. I would say they're stronger than ever before. Stronger than ever. You know what's you know what's helped with that? Adding weed back in my fucking diet. Yeah, I really buddy. missed it. You went a good three weeks without weed, and I have to say, I mean, other than your little weed vape hitter, which I will, I had, I had a couple of hits off of, and I know for a fact there wasn't that much weed in there. But you I had a really, lot of edibles. You had a lot of edibles, so you were okay. <laughs> yeah, and you, I will. Yeah, uh, I'm not addicted. No, you're not addicted. Although Henry did I'm keep his addicted. edibles. Henry did keep his edibles very close to his gut. He refused to give me multiple edibles on multiple times because I'd be like, Henry, oh, you have edibles? Because I would always forget that you had them because I do my drinking. And then you'd be like, yeah, I have edibles. I'll give you some later. And then you know what? You never gave me any. I had to squirrel them away. But I did give you one a couple times also because I kept leaving them in the room. Mm-hmm. Mm, they all smell. You know, also my problem is that I, I I had a bunch of cologne on and I accidentally sprayed it inside the bag, so all the edibles actually tasted like cologne <laughs> halfway through. Um, oh, so the classiest you know Italian around. You know what is nice? It's nice to be back in America because it's been such a slow news week. There's just so little going on. Nothing's going on. It's just a nice, quiet, just being able to just being able to mm-hmm. get back into America. Just slow roll it. The, the, the government isn't consuming itself. <laughs> There's no massive or rip roaring scandals to talk about because it's because I want to say that it's time for the the seas to part for what I want to say is the single best news story that I have read in the many years. How long have we been doing? We've actually been doing side stories about a year and a half. Yeah, this is our baby podcast. We've been doing podcast entirely for about 11 years. This is still our newbie. This is our little toddler learning to walk and learning to talk. But this story that Henry is mentioning is 
a true horror film come to life. And I think that this made this. I we probably got this email to us about as much as we got emails about bear sausage. Mm-hmm. And bear sausage was the number one email for a long time. Although I believe this story now may have uh, just beat it out. I am so in love with this story. Now, this comes from the Staten Island rag. New York Post. Oh, you're going Mom? with the Post. I got the Daily. I got the Daily Mail version. So we'll okay, do. We'll good. do. I'll go from. A, I'll do the across <laughs> the ponds version. All right. Mom claims fake child she adopted bragged about plans to kill her. Woo! Now this is a real story of a woman and a, a couple that adopted a child from Ukraine. They told. I believe that they were told was six years old, and it turns out, or according to the mother, this was a secret. 22-year-old Ukrainian spy. Whoa. Right? I'm going to go as far as call her a, sp- a spy. Wow. That she faked being a six-year-old with dwarfism, and she was just a 22-year-old with dwarfism. It's proportional it dwarfism. It is proportional dwarfism now. And the, she was planning on murdering the entire family and told them about it again and again to the point where they were so afraid of her that they rented an apartment for her to live in alone. And then the whole family moved to Canada. Yes, indeed. It's Christine Barnett and Michael Barnett. She is 45. He is 43. They are now divorced, which is <laughs> just a, uh, you know, if you really want to know how difficult it was to raise this uh, Ukrainian, perhaps 22-year-old person who has dwarfism, they, it cost them their marriage. Christine Barnett, she went on the news, and she was like mother of the decade uh, because she, she has wrote a book. Yes, she wrote, she wrote a book. A book she has autistic children. Yes. If this is if you read this, because I mean, it's just so it's so beautiful. It's so beautiful. It doesn't happen like this all the time. Christine Barnett wrote a book called The Spark, which oh. was I'm going to say a, a pat in the back. So hard, I can't believe she could still stand up straight. Yes, indeed. It was a book about how, and a, a very inspirational book. Yes. About searching for the spark inside of a child, which Michael Jackson was trying to do. He used to call it playing the telescope game, where he thought if you look deep enough in a kid's butthole, you could see the light at the other end. Oh, which he my. The spark. I think but, that's, that, that's inappropriate, Henry. It is inappropriate. But Christine Barnett. Uh, she basically <laughs> said this. She she led her son. I forget the son's name. The whatever son's an, uh, was diagnosed as autistic. Now is a physics phenom. To went on to write his first college dissertation at the age of twelve, and so she became a very famous mom. And she ended yes. up on Dateline in 2012, where you can actually see footage of the whole family, including their new Ukrainian adoptee, yep. formerly known as Natalia. And because of this, the mom, you know, she was praised. Everyone loved her. In their defense, she does seem like a great mother. It seems as if they were trying to do something super good. They were trying to help out this baby. They saw a picture of her. They knew that she was in need of help. And they said, you can come into our home and we will take care of you forever. They did not realize, however, that this baby was going to attempt to do things to them that are, again, straight out of the horror film Orphan. Evidently, at one point, Natalia attempted to push her mother into an electric fence to which her Mm -hmm. mother was like, you're a strong six-year-old, aren't you? Yep. I. Uh, she would make statements and draw pictures saying she wanted to kill the family members, roll them up in a blanket, put them in the backyard. She would. They would. Pe- <laughs> the members of the family would wake uh, up to find her hovering above the bed. Yes. With the knife in her hands. Right. This is this is one story. They had to hide the knives from her they said the mother again this is all coming from the mother yes completely i re i rewatched orphan last night it's incredible just to get it is word for word the movie orphan yes it is she the mother saw her putting chemicals bleach windex in her coffee and the mother asks what are you doing and then the daughter says i am trying to poison you ah daughter didn't have an accent Family had Ukrainian friends who tried to speak to her in Ukrainian. She could not understand. And the the I guess the the real the piece de resistance of this whole story was that how the mom first understood that Natalia was not six years old <laughs> is that when she went to bathe her uh, in the bathtub Ugh, and discovered yep. that she had a she had full on pubic hair. Yes, she had periods. And she says she has adult teeth, which I don't know how you know without being a vet. 
I don't know. <laughs> or a doctor, yes. I mean, but yes. But I don't know how you know that. So, but now, all right, so all of this shit is happening. And this is this happened so intensely. So, so th- this happened so intensely that they moved her into an apartment. Right. And then everybody left the country. But now the husband is saying... There's, there's a lot of, now this is there's a lot of disinformation here. There's a lot, a lot of, of stuff confusion. going on here. Because the husband's saying she is indeed a girl. My wife is lying. The two of them are fighting. There is two one doctor test said that the kid had a bone density of someone over the age of 18 or like some some weird test that that's how they got her name she got her age legally changed right. to to 22 years old. Um, which is, uh, again, a- after the fact, before they even moved out. they So they did all of this shit. They're, they're, and it's very, very confusing. Well, also what's going on here with Natalia, the young girl, she was in psychiatric wards her entire childhood, or what we call her childhood. So we do know for a fact that doctors have confirmed she was suffering from severe psychological illness only diagnosed in adults. So it seems like this young girl truly is a 22-year-old suffering from dwarfism that moved into somebody's house which you know what rent is very very high and if you if you can find a way to move in with a home if you can find a way to move in with a family you know what you kind of got to do it because rent prices aren't going down she found a way in and i give her a lot of credit for that if i am her i would say cool it on the trying to kill the family you got well, a good thing going you're six years old they're feeding you non-stop you're getting baths i mean henry when was the last time someone bathed you i mean this does not happen this does not happen i mean i ask for it yeah you gotta ask for it and oftentimes you gotta, you gotta for pay it. for it so it, it, yes, it, that's how it goes. Yeah, I'm not when when you get my Woody Allen bath. Yes, the Woody Allen treatment at the spa. Um, but the thing is that if you did see me when I was, I, I probably got pubic hair around the age of eight or nine, right? And I had full back hair at that point too. So unless you f- viewed me as some form of uh, Asian vampire. Which you're often viewed as entirely covered in hair. You could have maybe seen me at six years old. I probably had a couple of Popeye curlies going on down there while you were watching me. I don't think so, buddy. Not at six years old. No, you don't have any at six. That's the whole thing. That's the whole point of puberty. You don't have any pubic hair until you hit puberty. See, the first time that they felt that something was weird with Natalia is that they took her, when they first got her, she said she was a lot of, she was very, very nervous, and she had a hard time walking. And she was like, but she didn't understand, because nothing in their paperwork said when they first got her, saying that she'd have a hard time walking. Now, after the the next couple days, they showered Natalia with attention. They took her to Disney World, and eventually they took her to the beach for the very first time and said, the boys, they all rushed into the water. All of her sons, the rushed water, and Natalia, she wanted to be carried because she said she was having a hard time with her legs. And so we were like, no, you just wait a few minutes and we'll get to you. They turn around, they look back, and she's full on sprinting <laughs> to the water, just fucking playing and jumping, playing volleyball. So they're like, okay, she hated toys. They found her smoking a cigarette. <laughs> just, I mean, you can't make it up. Also, the mother story. The the mother I, also says she would jump out of moving cars. She would smear blood on mirrors, and she was doing things that you could never imagine a little child to do. I, for some reason, I feel like between the pubic hairs and the smoking of cigarettes, it's a twenty-two-year-old, if not a forty-eight-year-old bar manager. At the time, she said, "I remember she." Barnett said she had ran a little homeschool. And at some point, these kids are coming by, and Natalia turned to her and said, These children are exhausting. I don't know how you do it. Like she's, uh, what's her name, Elizabeth Taylor from the White Diamonds commercial. It's hard. It is very difficult. So we have a story now that it is continuing to unfold, and we will keep you up to date. The parents have been arrested on neglect of a child charges. We'll see what continues to happen with this. Their defense is, you know, we all thought Suge Knight was brilliant when he when he um, pretended to be blind. Remember that when he went in and he <laughs> yes. pretended to be blind like Mr. Magoo yeah, the and the cane, cane because he ran over someone with his car? This defense is the single greatest defense in all defense history. If it is true... This is, I want to see, this is one of those stories, Henry, where it's like, you got to make a movie about it, but it's already been made. 
So she went to one clinical therapist in January 2012, said Natalia claimed to them that she was 18 years old. Then at LaRue Carter Hospital in Indianapolis in June 2012, staff said she had described how she had tried to kill family members and had no remorse about it, going as far as to describe it as fun. Most revealing of all is perhaps a letter from the Barnett's primary care physician, Andrew Ugh. McLaren, MD, dated March 2012, from which he says Natalia's 2003 birth date was clearly inaccurate and that Natalia had made a career out of pretending to be a young child, like most actresses do in Los Angeles. This is you r- got to keep it going for a while. You got to well, be able to play 16 into deep into your 30s. Of course. It's so June, June 2012. They got her to change the fucking, uh, the age corrected, right? Yes. They got the, uh, Judge Gerald S. Zor accepted the couple's allegations. They said that they were true. And at this point, Barnett points out, Natalia was considered an adult. And so they just rented her apartment and left. Now, so now, okay, we're, we're present day. Parents are fighting because Michael's saying, I don't believe it. I think that she was a fucking child all along, just like an orphan. Uh huh. Natalia is nowhere to be seen. There it is. All right. It is so, like the end of a Friday the 13th movie. It is completely they thought and she utterly was gone. insane. They thought that she, they had handled the problem. They were like, no, don't worry. She's contained now. And now she's on the loose. So as of September 11th, and this was uh, in 2013, there was a doctor who did a skeletal, uh, skeletal sort of like test on her. And he said that she was 11 years old. So the whole thing is really, you know what I'm going to say? Up for debate. It is up for debate. She said, I've been uh, taking care of you here as an adult. Because she had all of the shit. Natalia had food stamps. She was like, got Social Security all hooked up. So even if she, all right, let's play devil's advocate here. Okay. And say... By 2013, because this is all four years later. I don't really know why the charges are coming out now. I don't no know idea. why it took so long. But so even if she was still a baby, right, a child, and all of this is wrong, a landlord still put her in an apartment, and she still filled out paperwork to go and be, like, to get the food stamps, to get the Social Security. So it's all working out. This is like Richie Rich. Yes. She's living like home alone, but it's more like home left alone. That's home absolutely made alone. It. And records are not publicly available yet, but Daily Mail TV has established that a judge ordered a fresh hearing to establish Natalia's age uh, with Michael Barnett and a number of experts giving evidence. This is according to the attorney. He said, Natalia was living on her own and a couple wanted to become her guardian. Thinking she was still a child, the couple tried to overturn the 2012 results. Whoa, she's flipping them. She's flipping them. This time, the hearing was even more in-depth. Not only did the judge look at medical reports and other documents but witnesses came before the court to explain why they were certain that natalia had been 22 so she i said think, her favorite show was dateline of course why wouldn't it be so this story is absolutely completely insane and maybe this is the tale of a mother who saw someone that she figured she could maybe flip and make into okay this is it so is okay. it possible? Is it possible that Christine Barnett, who is very possible a victim in this story as well, but is it possible she saw Natalia and was like, "I'm already mother of the year because I took care of my autistic child, and now yep. he's like, he is like gold. He is a golden boy. Yep. He's crushing it, right? Yeah, he's Look crushing this. it, dude. Everything he did. That's my fucking top tier. My first fucking top. We that's got it. Got the first draft card. Christine, he's Chris, right there. Christine meets this girl. She, she sees that she is 22. She knows she's 22, but she's like, if we could flip this, tell me that you're six and you could do extraordinary things in my care. Next thing you know, I'm another, I'm a mother of another child because I know you're 22 who can do things that's amazing. Even oh, though well, she, this is flip and reverse on double The levels. only thing, so this is double, double. So I appreciate your creativity. I, I'm, I follow you and I, and I, I can see it. I can see it. The my main pushback would be is that it'd be different if she was physically capable. Because what I would do is with the twenty-two-year-old masquerading as a six-year-old, you know where I'd put her directly into competition for the Olympics. Where you go, you get mm. her trained now. Well, she's young. Well, she's stronger. 
bigger than the other fucking six-year-olds. Get her for get, making gains early. She'd be able to dominate in the paint as soon as she arrived. That's how you flip but it. But there's not the six-year-olds in the Olympics. I don't know. Well, that's the problem. I mean, honestly, How do kids the- learn how to luge? <laughs> I think you just have to throw them down a slide a bunch. But if you got this six-year-old to just go on like um, like what are the, all those kids shows where it's like kids say the darndest things and then she like cooks a full like, you know, pierogi dinner. She's a queen. All of a sudden, this six-year-old, if a six-year-old does what a 22-year-old normal person can do. What, sit like on their ass smoking, smoking resin hits watching the Cosby show like I did when I was 22? Well, you remember that kid? You remember that one kid, that, that meme of the kid who was like eight years old who would smoke like chain smoke? That's yes. all that your father does, and he's not on a meme. So you think about that. <laughs> when a kid can do something that an adult can do, even a basic adult, that's a super kid. I wonder if it's the double-double flip, or mm. she did look at the six-year-old Ukrainian orphan with dwarfism, and she's like... I'm going to make this kid into something else. And she didn't know that it was 22. She didn't think that she was older, but she looked at her and maybe she thought that she was a werewolf because of the pubic hair or something. I some don't know. kind of weird. Because think about, I, my, yes, my daughter is a werewolf, mm-hmm. but she's still my daughter. Like, that, what a good pivot that would be. Yeah. Or like, six years old, I look how fucking incredible I am that I'm going to raise another child that is special needs. I'm going to be like, so I feel like it does fit into her character, but then she bit off a little bit more than she could chew when scammer met scammer. Right. The two of them got to fight each other, but I wonder if Natalia did the same thing like it happens in Orphan. Do you remember the whole sequence in Orphan when she puts the makeup on? Of course. she tries to touch the fucking dad's cock. Yeah, it's And disgusting. she like sets all this up like, but I don't know if she pulled that I think she did a little bit more of the Gypsy Rose, where she acted like a little girl, but it was just a little too much, too late. Well, no matter what it is, Christine and Michael have broken up, and isn't that the <laughs> ultimate tragedy? No one has died here, no, but you know not. what? You know what died was love, and isn't that the saddest part of the story? It's really hard to raise kids, especially if your kids turn out to be three or four kids inside of a trench coat pretending to be an adult. Yeah, but I honestly, I think that we came up with the perfect thing. She saw this six-year-old. Maybe she knew she was 23, and she's like, I can flip this, reverse this, make this child into another example of what a great mother I am. The child said, this mother is hungry to have a golden child. I'm going to go in there, be that child for a little while, and perhaps kill the entire family. Wow. Wow. Man. Good on Natalia. I hope she shows up. I want her to show up because this is the immigrant story you don't hear about. These are the stories, the people that come to this country and want to make a better life for themselves. And so what they do, yeah, yeah, maybe they bend the rules. All right? Wow. But a part of it is that you got to bend the rules a little bit, not to see what you can get away with, but to see what our country can allow you to do with our freedoms. Okay, so and here's a you question. Can shoot to the shoot for the stars in America. So if you look at the picture of Natalia, yes, she looks very young, obviously. She could pass as six. She has the brain of a twenty two year old. What else is she supposed to do? Right? Work because her way up in politics? She's not she can't do who's voting for Natalia? Think about behind the scenes, okay. maybe she could work don't behind mean to the be scenes. Gross. She's a sociopath. I, you know me. I don't like being gross, right? But if she made her way through some of the Republican Senate as a six-year-old that could flash an ID, I don't even she think was over par- eighteen. I don't think we need party affiliation on this one, honestly. But yeah, I know we don't. No, we don't. But she could flash an ID saying "me legals." Think right. about the kind of secrets that she could get. So you want think her to be? How- you want her to be a child version of bait car when they see who's gonna <laughs> who's gonna steal the car. I, I actually we think the CIA needs the CIA needs this chick, dude. That's a great think idea. About this shit, you can go. That's a good point. You can be like me, suck your dick, sir. And he's like, no, you're a child, obviously, necessarily not. And then she goes, me, way older than you think, Smeezes. And he's just like. Oh yeah, my ship is coming. You I don't know older old woman. I don't know why she sounds like Schmeagle, but I do like it. <laughs> Schmeigel? There is something 
to it. She could have been a really important asset for the CIA. She could still be because you figure this. Okay, that's it. That's a great idea. We can put her in every single home of anyone that we want to destroy, and she can kill them from the inside. The Saudi prince. Get her over there. They Boom. need to... Ad- Boom. Boom. She kills the entire royal family that caused 9-11. Boom. Boom. We can get her over to the Kremlin. Oh, we're just taking care of humanitarian. Boom. Next thing you know, Putin's throat is cut. This could really work. I think this is the greatest idea that we have ever come up with on this show. I I want Natalia to come onto our show. Natalia, come on. if you're listening to this, and you're and if you are 22... You know about us. Get on TikTok and message us. I don't know what you're going to do. But Natalia, reach out because we got a lot of ideas, and Kissel and I think that we can be your manager. We can make her the ultimate spy. Move over Jason Bourne. Move over John Wick. We have a new killer in town. We could bust all of the pedophiles in one go. I would love that. And then she just like whips it out. She just like whips out, I'm 22 years old, you perverts, and just takes out a huge machete and takes out a huge AR-15. Yeah, dude, that'd be fucking killer, dude. Or she'd be the, or she ends up falling in love with the fucking human trafficking game and becomes the ultimate most evil madam of children that's ever existed. Oh my God, the Pied Piper. Yeah. Well, wow. hopefully she hopefully she uses her powers for good, and she certainly has some, obviously, because I don't know she has a she has a gift that none of us were given because everyone knows we're adults. Well, well my big thing is with her is that unfortunately, though, it seems like she is very um, uh, dangerous. Yeah, if this is indeed real, because then it also it could all be wrong. Like, it could all, she could literally be a kid. Like, all of this could be some weird, (laughs) fucked up, just, this woman has gone completely insane. And guess what? That story's great, too. It's all good. We have a a win-win. But also the story of a six-year-old that got her own apartment. Well, I mean, honestly, that's that's why I think think she's 22, because if she was six, you just don't disappear. Like, you can't. You're six. Like, everyone's like, no, I'm not going to rent you a car. No, you don't get a subway ticket. You're six. Like, how do you get a? How does a six year old get a sandwich? Well, someone can pick you up and just put you in the car. But how do you do? How do you live as an adult, as a six year old, pretending to be an adult in an apartment alone? She lasted for a couple of months. Yeah, it's not Richie Rich, and her mother said that she would jump out of moving cars. I don't. You can't kidnap the unkidnappable. She's she's just at some other house right now, and they're reading this story, and this is like Orphan Part 2, when Orphan lives, and now someone is reading this story, and they're looking at them and be like, Melanie, Melanie looks a lot like Natalia. This is, oh. Mommy, then- I want to go to the beach again today, Mommy. <laughs> and immediately you're like, okay, well, whatever you want, Michelle, yeah. And then What if Melania... Trump turns out to be 95 years old. That's possible. Or the opposite. She turns out she's nine. That could work as well. Um, all right. This is fun. This is fun. So check I out. love the news. We will follow that story. This is my favorite Just, story. It, it is absolutely ridiculous. It's totally ridiculous. It's like this is almost as if aliens have landed on Earth. Like, that's how crazy <laughs> this is. Where it's like it's out of sci-fi. It's out of horror. It's just the fact that it's real. It it's makes me just, laugh. I am really, I, I am um, one day, maybe the bar full, like, even though I am enjoying the ridiculousness of everything, there is gets to a point where maybe the bar will come back to normal at some point. I don't know if it can. I think the cat's kind of out of the bag. I, I don't, don't know, know if we'll ever get back to normal. But the idea of, like, the fact that UFO disclosure happened last week and nobody is still talking about, like, that is still <laughs> a, a minor Story. This little dumb fuck little story is just mind-boggling. Yes, it is. Well, speaking of a story that we talk, uh, talked about before that should have been larger is still too small as far as we're concerned. But at the very least, law enforcement has gotten involved. Ed Buck. Ed Buck, yeah, of dude. course, you'll recall this California multi-multi-millionaire. He gave to political party. He gave to the Democratic Party. He was very protected. He had two African-American people die in his home. He basically would drug them and they would OD. He had a third one and he attempted to do the exact same thing. And fortunately, this third victim was able to escape, go to the authorities. And now it seems as if Ed Buck will finally face a little bit of justice 
for what he has done. It only took like five dead people. Oh, wow. That's it. Wow. That did, we're getting close. We're getting close to actual justice in this country. It only took five people to die to, to shield person people of uh, true money. Because it's like with Epstein, it just took him to die. And then the whole investigation right. went away. And then Kevin Spacey also had an accuser. Just kind of die. That's it. Because I've heard Kevin Spacey's accuser either fell down an elevator shaft or I believe an anvil fell on him. Really? Is that yeah, right? Yeah. Well, was maybe you crazy. ran into a brick wall that someone had painted in to ah. look like a tunnel, sort of wily coyote it there. That is it. So the uh, so Ed Buck, he's on trial now. We'll see what happens with that. We'll follow up on that story. Our show was the only one, to my knowledge, that really even talked about it. And then we also have the strange, unsolved death of the Kevin Spacey accuser, who is no longer with us. If this was political, of course, this was this would reek of Mark, uh, Mark Rich and uh, all the other you know conspiracy theory minded people no way. who talk about uh, you know no political way, buddy. Uh, people who are connected politically who end up dying or suicided, whatever. Even that though may it's be. not like Hollywood is a direct mouthpiece of the government and they're actually conversely serving the government in many ways by creating a fake opposition. Even though the money is coming from bank accounts on either side that are all connected to one big slush fund. It's almost like it's almost like there's a cabal of many, many rich people and, and giant corporations that are that have no political identity whatsoever, except they're probably secretly building starships that they will leave our dying planet with I've at some point some, in the next twenty years. I've seen some of these pictures from Mars. They can have it. Um, if convey, <laughs> I'm serious, I'm like every time I see one of these planets, I'm like, I don't know. Like where's where's the Applebee's? Where's the Bucks? I need that Starbucks. They're gonna put it in there. Well, as soon as they do, then let me know. Um, but Ed Buck, he is facing up to twenty years to life in prison. Uh, John Doe is the man. Obviously, that's not his real name. That's what we call people who do want to be anonymous. Uh, he's a thirty-seven-year-old, originally from my home state of Wisconsin. You don't mess with the Badger State, Mister Buck. And uh, he was able to flee, <laughs> and he was the that's one. What this is about that's what it's about. He was the one who was able to finally bring this man uh, to justice. So we will follow well, that story. Well, he's not in jail yet. Up. Not yet. Not yet. Um, but we will see. At least there's a surviving uh, victim who is going to be able to shed some light on the horrors that were the house of Ed Buck. He just loved introducing people to crystal meth. <laughs> <laughs> that was his thing. You know what? I, I wonder if he did the thing with crystal meth of like, you know, when you try to show a YouTube video to a friend uh-huh. and you're showing them the video and you're like, you like it? This is funny, right? But they and really you're don't. watching them. They don't really, but you're just watching them. I wonder if it's like that where he's gigging them up with crystal meth and he's like, yeah, it's cool, right? You like it? You want to suck my dick? Yeah, it's cool, cool huh? Like that. It's kind of like that. I think he was a sociopath, I got to say. And, well, yeah, uh, so were people that stare at you waiting for your reaction to this YouTube video that they hold to be so precious to them. This is why I don't show anyone anything that I like. That's why Marcus <laughs> and you watch- and I bonded because we we can watch things together. I watch good I watch good wholesome videos and then some things online like because I want to know what humanity looks like at its worst. I watch a lot of recently I've been finding myself watching a lot of cringe videos, but it's it does get to be a little difficult. Like people being embarrassed People saying embarrassing things. Yeah, that makes me feel. I guess that's the whole point of the cringe. That is sort of the point. Bad. Just like I don't really like everyone. I don't do it all the time, but sometimes it's fun. Live from your grave. Live from your grave. Do you want to talk about this at all, Henry? This is kind of in your neck of the woods. It's it's newer news to me, but maybe you knew about it. So Jared Leto. Of my so-called life. He has a cult? What the hell is going on with all this? Is this real? You have the article. Because when it comes to him, I have a little bit of... um, Because Natalie knew him from back in the day. Okay. So Natalie has a couple of stories about him that show that he's just... I mean, he's a pain in the ass. Right. Right. So he's a little bit... He does really um, appreciate his own work quite a bit. Um, And he loves his band. He's like one of those guys where he's like... Kind of like Belly Bob Thornton, where he's like, I'm a musician first. <laughs> We're like, oh, yeah, what's the name of your band? 
What <laughs> instrument do you well, play? Well, Thirty Second to Mars, uh, Thirty Seconds to Mars is a fairly famous band. But on their website, they have their Camp Mars stuff, and they have T-shirts that like they say, "Yes, this is a cult." And, and okay. you have all these pictures of him with long hair. And evidently he offered for $2,000 you can go to an island and hang out with him and the band. And you can get a, you can get like a private room. And I guess they have sex with you. I don't know what they do. Is this the making of like a future uh, Keith Rainier? See, I have a couple of people. Like people will send me like evidence of new cults popping up. Mm. And I think they're interesting because now – much like what happened with serial killers of the last couple of years, where it seems like, you know, true crime's moving to its move to quote unquote mainstream attention, right, blah, blah, right. blah. Same thing with interest in cults is that for me, I look at that and I was like, he had a talk with his team about branding. All of this, and I'm not talking about Rainier actual branding. I'm talking about commercial branding. Okay. Where he looked at this stuff and he has incorporated the word cult into him selling his own fucking brand and he's trying to be tongue in cheek about it. And there are people that also, and I've seen a lot of people, there was this one, uh, an internet cult. I can't forget the, I can't remember the chick's name, but she's doing this sort of like, it's like a sexy cult. There, where she does a lot of weird porno videos, but she has church every Sunday. She's L.A. based. and But she, again, openly says this is a cult. Like, that's her whole right. thing is that being ultimate. Now the new thing within cults is to be ultra transparent about the relationship of you to the cult leader, quote unquote. But isn't that how it begins? It always starts as kind of a lark. As I mean, even when it comes to like... Um, LRH, and even when it comes to we're talking about now, obviously, Joseph Smith, he was just a sci-fi dude. LRH, also a sci-fi dude. It's but they, like don't, that- they don't acknowledge that they are, that it is cult. They, they, don't, they don't acknowledge that they are cults. They, they say that they are spiritual groups, where Joseph Smith was truly was very sincere about his uh, – he was very sincere about his religion and his prophecies. I believe that he was specifically creating a group of people to support himself and then he began to believe in his own horseshit right and and but it's they never break character in front of their people and say this is a cult right nowadays in the fucking post 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 modern era right now it's almost like you see we're coming out and telling everybody we're a cult so it's like, well, you know, you're getting yourself involved in. It's like super cute in a way that is it's not cute. But it seems to me and obviously I don't know how anyone on earth would follow Jared Leto. Yes, I loved my so-called life. But let's be honest, all the good work he did in that television series in MTV on MTV for two years was erased with his Joker performance. His Joker was the worst Joker in the history of all Jokers. It, it was, was pathetic. A waste. It was a total it was waste. A waste. But at some point, all of these people who are truly following him, as soon as you start inviting people to an island, what's what's the uh, the classic saying? Never go to a second location. As soon yeah. as you start inviting people to an island, this guy is in way over his head. Because I agree right. with you. If it is marketing, he's playing with fire that he has no idea how how hot that flame is. I think that's a lot of what people are dealing with nowadays. They don't really understand what they're saying when you call themselves a, when they call themselves a cult. Right. I don't think they understand what they are, what they're supporting when they say that. Like it's some kind of like this is. Don't think you understand how abusive the relationship of cult leader to cult follower is. Right. Uh, but you know. I think it was a great opportunity to say, last podcast left is trying to put together a cruise. We really want you guys to come with us on a boat for several days and spend a lot of money. But, I, but yeah, it's, it's weird, right? Because there are a lot, we've now seen several of our, even our friends that have these sort of, they have these go away, like vacation packages. They have all this kind of shit where they, Talk with their fans. Yeah, but we're going to be talking like a bunch. We're going to be talking about serial killers and true crime and telling jokes. And like at no point we're going to we'll be, be getting like- drunk. Kissel, oh, you yes, and I ex- are going to be hosting a trivia night where we're just going to sit in a cordoned off area with a microphone <laughs> and drink on stools <laughs> until we fall asleep. I can't wait. But yes, but these people, it seems like Jared Leto is really leaning into this thing. And why is it? Why do you have to? Because I know he's an actor, so he just shadows. He's not like a real human being. But why did you do the long hair with the beard? 
What's the, like, do you have to look like that? It's just he's so just, cliche. He what? just thinks he looks sexy, I think. I think that he, it, uh, I mean, it is a good look on him. Technically, he's a very handsome man. Of course he I'm is. I'm not going to take that away no, from him. No, we can't. He's very, very attractive. And he's got the good hair for it. He looks like Jonathan Van Ness, but uh, rugged. I guess you know what so. I mean? And so he's got that. I think Jonathan Van Ness is very attractive. I think got very good. Got a good look. I think that I do appreciate it. If I look like that, I'd look like Philip Seymour Hoffman from Boogie Nights, which is also a great look. I'm- it's fine. He's cool. But you know, look at the Jeremy Renner app. Oh, These God. actors. <laughs> They are just, they're dangerous. I don't know why. They're dangerous because they are little micro, they're these economies. So they have all of these people that are like, yes, Jared, yes, yeah, buddy, yeah, what do we got to do? Definitely slippers for everybody. We got to get these new Jared Leto therapeutic slippers out where they, the best, or so they, uh, the perfect shoes that molest your feet. Jared, are you sure we want to go for this angle with the new Jared Leto? Fucking slippers. Well, the I, kind of slippers that make sure you don't think you're alone when you go to sleep at night. <laughs> he is calling himself a prophet now. So just don't follow him. Do not follow any of these people. They are. It is all a sham. It's all a falsehood. And it is maybe I wonder if it is because of social media where people can fully monetize the exact number of followers that they have yes. where you can be like back in the day you're like I'm a celebrity what does that even mean and now you're like I have 15 million on Instagram 25 million on Twitter so well, I can apparently according to I forget what the site was but apparently they they say now if you have over 30,000 followers you are an, a celebrity on any social media Oh platform. wow I didn't even yeah. know I guess we're celebrities all of a sudden. Uh, oh man, am I one? I guess I, by that metric, the answer is no. We are not. But the by that metric, yes, we are. I does it is strange to be because that's what we try to explain to people. Like because it is embarrassing, not embarrassing, but it's like when you go to like when we go to a city where we have a live show. There's more often people recognize us because also you and I sp- fit very sp- specific silhouettes. Yeah, right. Especially when we're standing next to each other. I mean, so it, people recognize us all the time. So people are like, oh, yeah. you're famous. But guess what, man? Ain't nobody fucking knows me out of here. No, <laughs> I mean, I, get, I probably get uh, maybe like four or five. I would say three to five times a day. So we'd be like, hail yourself walking down the streets. Yeah, it's but nice. The, you're in New the, York, though. In, in New York. The thing is, if you're truly famous, you can't walk down the streets. Like, no. like if you're truly, there are so few truly famous people. Uh, out there that exists like we have our we love you and we love our audience and it's nice to be known with all of you but true fame i don't even know if jared leto has true fame i still think he could go to a restaurant in stevens point wisconsin and no one would know who the hell he is well he's a real celebrity because he'd tell you who he is like the bass player from (laughs) journey that you met at the bar in indianapolis yes play my song um all right wow. should we do should we do hero of the week buddy yeah oh yeah all right here we go let's do hero of the week week's hero of the week now henry and i have a different hero so i want to do this chick who bit off the testicles of this camel i think we have to let's do this one and then henry also loves this story about the man who brought the clown to his meeting when they were gonna fire his ass so i'll do the woman bites off the camel's testicles and henry can do the one about the dude who brought the clown so a louisiana truck stop turned into a real zoo this is obviously a new york post story a chick chomped down on a camel testicles while trying to retrieve her dog that had scrambled into the camel's den. The showdown between the woman who wasn't identified and Casper the camel, a roadside attraction, happened on Thursday. The woman's husband was tossing treats to the dog under Casper's fence, prompting the pup to crawl inside the enclosure. At that point, the camel became aggressive, 
towards the dog. She said, and then she went in to grab the dog, and then the camel sat on her, and she said, I bit his balls to get him off of me. I bit his testicles to get him off of me. An investigation revealed that the couple had provoked Casper before he sat on the intruder, and Hamilton said, this is the owner of the Casper, the camel, said the camel did nothing wrong. But now I, so maybe she's not here of the week. I think that it oh is. Oh, my God. I only, I mean, honestly, <laughs> full disclosure, I only went to this woman bit off the camel's nuts after the camel sat on her. But if, if they're angering the camel. I feel like there's, there's, a, lot of, there's a lot of gray here. There is a lot, lot of gray. gray here, but it's really just about, like, you know, I love my dog. So, I, if, you know, I would protect Wendy at any cost. Like, if I it will, came down to it. I this guess is, I would feast upon a camel's nuts. According to the truck stop manager, Pamela Bossier, she said, uh, she has a question. She says, my question is to the husband, why did you throw the doggy treat under the fence? And Ham- and, and then he said, uh, he just said uh, he wasn't thinking. And it turns out, you want to say? The hero, oh man. I think he did bad. I, I think, think you did bad is, with your choice. I think that I did because I don't think she is a hero. I think they taunted this camel. They threw the treats under the camel. Then she went in to get the dog. Camel sat on her and she bit off the nuts of this camel who's just trying to be a roadside attraction. So I'm going to say the hero of the week is the camel. Wow. Okay. Wow. Look at that. I tell you what, I wouldn't want to be intimate with this woman. Um <laughs> Because that is a an aggressive move. It is. I mean, aggressive. my father told me. My father taught me very early on that there's no such thing as a fair fight. I so guess he not. taught me very early on. You got to pull nuts. You got to poke eyes. You got to bite. You got to do what you can new to win. You got to get that W. So. Oh my goodness. Well, I hope the camel is doing okay. It's a roadside. Well, you're attraction. disgusting, and I wish Kissel. You, you got to vet these stories. I mean, I really. I read one. I propped this woman. Up. I read half of it. I propped her up. I thought she, she was a hero. She's not a hero. She taunted the camel, and now the camel has no balls. Oh God! Hey, you did this. You got us here. So here's my hero of the week. Uh, This goes Josh Thompson, a New Zealander. This comes from The Guardian. Um, New Zealander takes clown to redundancy meeting. For us (laughs) Americans, that means you're getting fired. Yeah. Josh Thompson hired a clown who reportedly mimed crying as the paperwork was handed over. That's funny. As his emotional support aid. If you think emotional support animals have got out of control, prepare yourself for news of an emotional support clown. An Auckland advertising copywriter brought a clown to his redundancy brought a clown to his redundancy meeting. New Zealand legally requires employers to allow workers the option of bringing a support person to serious disciplinary meetings, usually relating to an employee's prospective dismissal. So this is uh-huh. brilliant. This is brilliant. So. Josh Thompson, who had reportedly been with the company for five months, he got this ominous email, and it read, Bad news. We're having a meeting to discuss your role. Right? Yikes. It's really rough. And so Josh Thompson, who is a comedian, he decided that because this is, you got to do this. You got to fucking full scorched earth. Absolutely. I thought it's best to bring in a professional, and so I paid $200 and I hired a clown. The clown, who Thompson refers to as Joe, crafted balloon animals throughout the meeting, including a poodle. His antics were very <laughs> squeaky. His bosses told the, fucking, told the clown to shut up a couple of times. And then it is, according to the Herald, it is further understood that the clown mimed crying when the redundancy paperwork was handed over. <laughs> there is a picture of the meeting where someone, if you look at this fucking picture. Yes, it's a great it's, picture. It is just really good where they, this must have gotten such a fucking crowd around the office. When they are just taking pictures of this happening in the in the sealed room, uh, good for them. I mean, he got fired. Yes, he did. Well, he's a comedian and shouldn't be in, a, in an office anyway. And just lastly, we'll do three heroes. A walrus defending her cub sank a Russian Navy boat in the Arctic Ocean. So that's also a hero. <laughs> they were messing around. Technically, it was a science boat, and they were probably trying to do something fairly good. But nonetheless, all right, that's heroes. Heroes of the week this week. And I know well, Henry, we got through them. We got through it. Henry, you got some listener letters you want to read? Yes, I got some listener stories, and I want to share them. This one comes from B. When I was 15, I had an alien encounter. It was a day like any other. Typical chubby, long-haired, middle-of-the-spectrum high school me. Neither (laughs) nerd nor jock. 
came home from school and did some homework. <laughs> Shortly after I hopped on City of Heroes, you remember that? I do. I do. I love that fucking game. Yep. So you got my MMO on with my internet buddies. I ran some missions and whatnot and realized it was getting late. We parted ways and I logged off completely normal day. Hmm. I laid down on my bed thinking of French class the next morning and the Q1314S, that class, I don't know what that is, and dripped it off to sleep. Flash forward. I woke up mentally. My eyes were closed. I could tell through my eyelids that it was abnormally bright in my room, like when a full moon is out. After a few seconds, I realized I was coated in cold sweat. I was lying on my back with my blankets up to my chin. My brain was screaming at me to keep my eyes shut. It was as if my subconscious knew what was going on and didn't want my conscious mind to experience it. I had a feeling of terror, unlike any terror you could imagine, like I was about to die of suffocation. My eyes sprung open and fixated on my bedroom door. In the dim light, I could see fingers pulling my door shut. Mm. Imagine if your fingers were twice as long and had an extra knuckle. The flesh of the fingers were the color of sand and looks like they could have they feel like a low grit sandpaper. In those two seconds I watched those fingers as they closed my door with a soft click. The light began to dim in my room and I blacked out. Well, this could possibly be a dream, I don't know. I woke up the next morning in the same position I blacked out in. I pulled the blanket sound and went to stand up, only I couldn't. My legs wouldn't move. I called for my mom, and as I yelled out the visions of last night crept back into my mind. Those sand colored fingers. My mom burst into the room and asked what was wrong. I couldn't walk. She helped me up, but I still couldn't move my legs. I collapsed back into my bed, sobbing at being paralyzed. She carried me to her SUV and took me to the hospital. They did tests and x-rays and the like on me. Apparently during the night, part of my spine had herniated through a small crescent moon-shaped cut out in the disc of my back. Yes, there was a small crescent-shaped piece of bone missing from a disc in my lower back. At least now there is. The herniation came along with muscle spasm so tight that it caused my entire lower body to stop working. I got a bunch of epidural shots to relieve the spasms and pressure. After an hour or two, I could walk again. Life continued on as usual. This was 15 years ago. And every now and then, I still have muscle spasms and need shot for it. And need shots for it. As of yet, I haven't woken up to any more visitors. Ooh, very cool. Seems like Good sleep gravy. paralysis. A very intense version of it. Okay. Now, this is the last week. Thing last week, we had did someone sent us the picture of the teratoma that looked like a delicious sausage. <laughs> yes. This comes from L. Teratoma formation explained from a cell biologist. This is in regards to the side stories a week or so ago where a listener emailed saying that she had a teratoma removed containing mucus, brain, hair, and teeth. Mm-hmm. Then was mystified, asking, Oh, this is happy. Is it a thought? Well, is I'm that a your impression of me? <laughs> yes. Do you want to go back? Do you want to do you want to do that? That's your impression of me? I uh, know, I'll do I'll redo it. Okay. Uh. How does this happen? <laughs> is it alive? <laughs> well, I'm a cell biologist, so maybe I can explain a bit. First off, a teratoma is a tumor. And tumors are cancers that haven't spread yet. In a nutshell, that's me in a nutshell. I'm in a nutshell. Okay, you, really? Wow, you you are nailing this one. I feel really good. <laughs> what cancer does is it causes a cell to grow uncontrollably and resist being killed by the body. In almost every case, this just causes the cell to grow more copies of itself. So if you have cancer in a lung cell, you just get a tumor filled with lung cells. Teratoma is what happens when a germ cell, an egg, or a sperm cell gets cancerous. Germ cells are different than every other cell. In fact, that in, the, in that, that they have the recipe to make every kind of cell. So instead of getting a tumor filled with one kind of cell, you actually can get brain and hair and teeth and all that good stuff. Now the question, is it alive? Is a bit more deep to answer. Yes. Technically, yes, it is alive. But only as much as a tumor is alive. If Ben, me- if ben meant, is it conscious, then probably not. But we'll never know. I love it. I think that it is. I think that it is a 22-year-old with dwarfism. Um, <laughs> there it is, everyone. Thank you all so much for listening. We do have a few things to get to here. Let's see. Yes. Do, we want, do we want to request people to write in for our listener pasta episode that we're going to be doing in October? 
It's Halloween season. It's starting to come down the pipe. We're going to be doing listener pasta on side stories. Please start sending some of your original stories, and we're looking for real stories. Yes, I mean, honestly, or if you have created a great yarn that's relatively short, send that as well. Side stories, L-P-O-T-L, at gmail.com. We're very excited. Also, we have some new live shows to spread the word about. We cannot wait. We are super excited. We have Tampa, Florida, Miami, Florida, Orlando, Florida. That's going to be October 18th, October 19th, and October 20th. Yes, you got to come out. This is going to be so much fun. And please come out so that we can go to Florida more, especially during the cold months here in New York, because Florida is always beautiful. It's always beautiful, full of beautiful people. Come show my parents that I, uh, I have a career. Is your mother going to go to the show? I Yeah, maybe, yeah. Oh, my. So come just for that. That'll certainly be in the Tampa show. That's 10, 18, 10, 19, 10, 20. And then the following month, we're in November. November 21st in Portland. The 22nd in Northampton, Massachusetts. And the 23rd in Buffalo, New York. And then we are already into December. December 5th, Toronto. December 6th. Detroit, which thank you for waiting so long, Detroit. And we have said to to pay it to pay it forward. We're going to go when it's freezing cold, so we can go and we can suffer with you, and we can all be together in the winter time. And then also December seventh, we have Columbus, Ohio. So come out to those live shows. Is that are those the final live shows for the year, Henry? Or do we have anything else booked up? I think that's it. You know what we really haven't covered at all is that we're a part of the Adult Swim Festival. Yes. We're doing our live last stream on the left at the Adult Swim Festival. I have no clue what it means. <laughs> and we're going to be, be doing it. That'll be coming up. What's the date for that, Henry? Our show will be on November 15th. We're going to be following some great people that you'll, you'll I don't know what they're going to be doing. They're all going to be doing ape shit, shit stuff. And so I don't know. We've got our... our we got uh, Eric Andre is going to be doing stuff. There's awesome. a couple of hip hop, hip hop people <laughs> going to be doing their stuff. And we're really going to fit in, and the kids are going to love it. They're going to love it. November November fifteenth, Adult Swim Festival. Last stream on the left. Come and check it out. That's just going to be. That's that is. It's just going to be ridiculous, stupid, and fun to hang out. So that's all that will be. But it'll be a great time. Also, this is a personal plug. I got to be a part of something I was very excited about. I got to be part of a very serious, for real, UFO documentary called nice. Extraordinary the Seeding. It's about Ooh. the hybrid programs that various aliens have run and people that have been a part of it. It's, it, is, it is very compelling. And it has got a lot of people that have – it is all testimony from people who believe that they have been – used as a part of an extraterrestrial breeding program and this shit's pretty fucking harrowing sweet but it, go to extraordinary and check it out all right check that out extraordinary the uh that sounds super kick-ass and that's out now people do do they have to buy it or is it just free out there i think you can rent it And then also we got one more thing to announce. Side Stories, November 8th. It'll just be Henry and I. Travis Morningstar is going to be with us as well. We might force him onto the stage despite his uh, desire not to be on stage. But that's just going to be a lot of fun. He's going to love it. Yes. He's going to love it. And we really have no idea what we're going to do, but it'll just be (laughs) us hanging out, and it'll be a wonderful good time. Perhaps I am certain that whatever we say, oh, man, it's going to be planned. Oh, wow, we're going to do so much stuff on this show. You're not even, your head's going to flip how organized and how planned and well put together this show's going to be. Well, it will be a wonderful time. And, of course, that's going to be in Washington, D.C., which was is one of our favorite places uh, to visit. So make sure you come and hang out with us. We can't wait to see you all. And that's going to be more chill, too. So perhaps afterwards we'll go to a bar, have a couple of beers. Um, we'll do something. We'll do and something. I, uh, and our good friend Jen Tisdale, I think she's going to be opening for us or doing something. She's going to go out there and yell at you guys. That'll you've seen perfect. her. If you've seen us do a show in Washington, D.C., you've seen Jen Tisdale. She's a brilliant comedian, and she has been put together the death becomes us festival for for years now three years just, i think yeah she really knows what she's doing and she is that the forefront of like a true crime comedy she knows what the hell she's doing yes she does all right you fuckers okay do you, you gotta do triple L. L- you know live every day like you've been so sick 
you've been so sick for weeks mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. jet lag feels good. <laughs> like jet, like that you actually it is a relief. You actually feel really good yeah. when you're super super jet lag. Love, love the fact. Look at my new look Air Two Seventy reacts. Let me see those. Oh yeah, they're very green. Yeah, love love your life when you got a pair of new squeaky ass fucking high ass sneaks on. Sure, got my new kicks. I'm flaunting down the street. Like a lot of people giving me finger guns. Getting a lot of support. Is a lot of high fives. Really? Yep. And then laugh, laugh like you are a seagull with a clam stuck in your pussy. <laughs> I don't know why you would laugh then, but all right, everyone. Thank you all so much for listening. Can't wait to see you on the road. And don't forget, Mormonism Part 5 will be out on Friday. Hail yourselves. Hail Satan. Magoo's delations. It's coming out on Friday. <laughs> Is that it? You'll see it. It's coming out on Friday. You're a brilliant character actor. I really, I'm really (laughs) getting better at doing podcasts. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific Time, only on Netflix. Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle, because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory-smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the Bacon Cheese Slider, 1921 Bacon Cheese Slider, or Chicken Bacon Ranch Slider, and also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 Bacon Bundle. White Castle. Follow your Crave.